morning and welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman here with my colleague Phil Zapeta. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Katie. Nice to see you. Thank you. You as well. And we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and friends. And today we're going to talk about a Catholic Charities program that's been growing steadily since early 2020, when the COVID pandemic started and devastated so many families in Chicago. That's, that's right, Katie. And like so many Catholic Charities programs, our, our burial assistance program helps so many people. Um, the program just received so many phone calls and emails from families who are just shocked and their lives upended um, when they lose a loved one. And while dealing with the sudden loss, they realize they don't have the funds um, to plan a funeral in their honor. It's just, it's just purely tragic. Tracy Blackburn is the Senior Program Manager in Catholic Charities Regional Hub Operations. She and her team members have been heroic, nothing short of heroic, in helping so many families provide dignified uh, funerals over the past four years. And here to tell us about how the program works and where it stands today is the wonderful Tracy Tracy, uh, Blackburn. Tracy, we're so glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Good morning, Tracy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Can you give us a little bit of a history on the Burial Assistance Program? Is this a program that was in existence before the COVID-19 pandemic, or was it one of the ways that Catholic Charities responded um, to the onset of, of that you know, devastating crisis in Chicago? Katie, I've served at Catholic Charities for 10 years, and it always brings me joy to share how Catholic Charity services grow and changes with the changing needs of our community. Um, and yes, the Funeral and Burial Assistance Program was one of the many ways that Catholic Charities supported the community during the onset of, community, of the COVID-19 um, pandemic. In 2020, we saw a drastic increase of clients impacted by the pandemic um, and seeking financial assistance to bury their loved one or seeking financial assistance for rent and mortgage and utilities due to funeral and burial arrangement costs. So, Tracy, let's get into it a little bit more. And this is a pretty broad question, but tell us how the program works. And do you work with Catholic cemeteries? And are there certain funeral homes that we work with? Are our funds provided directly to the family? Help us paint a picture of the program. Okay. Our primary referral source is the Catholic Charities Call Center. Majority of our clients are referred to the call center by funeral homes, cemeteries, or other community and support programs, or word of mouth from a previous client. Um, the call center collects the client's basic inf- contact information and details regarding their need. Um, clients seeking financial assistance with funeral services are referred to a case manager. The case manager collects supporting documentation, such as the invoice. Um, the invoice are required uh, prior to starting the application because the funds are provided directly to the vendor, so directly to the funeral home or cemetery. Um, proof of, we also collect proof of income, identification, consent to service forms, and release of information to help us communicate back and forth with the funeral home, um, you know, be, to support the grieving family. And uh, the death certificate or death worksheet to ensure that it's an emergency need. So unfortunately, we do not assist with burying cremains or plots for future needs or previous um, funeral services or reimbursements. Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, the, the case managers, the, they're heroic in these, in these uh, navigating these waters with these families. It's, it's something um, that, that's so incredibly involved and, and, and emotional. 
And every situation has got to be different. It presents a new set of variables for these case managers and working with. So is, is there a, a set amount that's, yeah. that's provided for these families uh, for the, the burial assistance? Yeah. So to your first question, yes, we work with um, funeral and I mean, Catholic charity cemeteries as well. They're a part. Um, but currently, financial assistance vary based on the client's participation in the study um, to to study the effects of funeral and burial assistance. And so all clients are eligible to receive $750 towards their funeral and burial services if they agree to participate in the story in the study to to um, assess the needs and also um, the outcome of funeral and burial assistance. Um, then they can also receive an additional $250 dollars up to um eight thousand dollars towards their bill That's... and so it depends on um if they agree to the study and then clients are randomized actually for the amount that they were the amount that they receive it's it's truly remarkable but what a blessing in their lives when when they lose someone oftentimes very suddenly and they're overwhelmed with the thought of of you know having to pay for those funeral expenses to have you know someone as lovely as you just just be able to share with them it's okay you're going to be able to provide a dignity dignified you know funeral and celebration of life for that person and it must be such a blessing in their life, Tracy, to hear you explain the program to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you, can you uh, help us understand a little bit about how many families we're talking about here? Like how many, how many did you serve in 2020? And then has that number fluctuated some in each year since then? Yes. So uh, unfortunately, the need is great, and we continue to see an increase in families in need. Um, in 2020, we served about 300 families. And so far in 2023, we have already served 700 families oh, and continue and counting, actually, um, with over $1.5 million in financial assistance. Tracy, I think it's important, you know, we, and we'll share this um, at, at the end of the segment with you, too. If, if, if individuals listening to the show are looking for more information how can they get in touch with, with Catholic Charities Burial Assistance Program? To learn more about funeral and burial resources, you can contact me directly at tblackburn at catholiccharities.net. And for clients seeking financial assistance with funeral and burial resources, they can contact our Catholic Charities call line at 312-655-7700. Excellent. Thank you, Tracy. 312-655-7700 for, for anyone listening, looking to find out more information. And, and that Tracy's email is tblackburn, B-L-A-C-K-B-U-R-N. I just want to clarify that for anybody in the audience. So tblackburn at catholiccharities.net if you want to reach out to, to Tracy directly. So, and Tracy, a, a little bit of a, of a pivot. I'd love your, your thoughts here. You know, gun violence in our, our city has really um, caused so many senseless deaths, uh, not only in our city, around the country. Um, can you share some stories that have, have come to your attention around families that we've been able to help through the burial assistance program that have been affected by this this plague of, of, of gun violence? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, many families are left with yet another heartbreak almost every day after losing a loved one to gun violence. Um, the unexpected deaths often cause a spiral effect that we notice. Um, aside from the tragic loss of a loved one, some victims are also the head of the household or greatly contribute to the household. So that can sometimes, you know, cause a, a spiral effect or a downhill respect, um, effect. 
Um, the vast majority of the clients impacted are low-income households, um, typically with AMI under 8, 40%, and many are just making ends meet. So unexpected crisis such as gun violence has impacted in many ways. One of the stories that I that I can um, vaguely remember is a mother losing her teenage daughter um, who was walking home from school and caught in the crossfire. Um, we provided not only financial assistance so that she could um, lay her child to rest, but also counseling supports um, to aid the family in their, in their grieving. Um, so we referred them to our counseling department within Catholic Charities. And oftentimes we see the need of uh, clients needing more supportive services outside of just um, financial assistance to bury their loved one because they have to now deal with the grief, um, because they also have to um, deal with maybe, um, you know, rearranging their budget to now cover the cost that their, their loved one um, once did. And so providing those like resources has been very um, helpful for, for our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, another story that I can remember is a family um, who came, who was seeking financial assistance to bury their son. Um, it was pretty hard for our case manager to get in contact with the family. Um, we finally made contact about a week and a half later where she mentioned that um, her nephew also was killed. And oh. so they were dealing with wow. the loss of her um, son at the same time, but now the loss of her nephew due to gun violence in the, in the city. And so um, her biggest challenge was now burying two loved ones at one time which we were able to assist with um so some those are some of the stories that especially I, tough especially yeah. tough and and tracy the the what katie and i always pronounce through these shows is catholic charities will help anyone in in need you've probably learned a lot about people of different faiths right coming to this not just people of the catholic faith but we can help people of in, in all different faiths with their funeral traditions. A anything to share with us on that topic? Yeah, so um, I can't say that I learned much about individual traditions since it's, a, it's not a part of our intake process. Yeah. However, we um, want clients to know that regardless of their race, ethnicity, tradition, faith, we are here to serve those in need. And so um, what I do know is that um, families of different traditions share their gratitude in different ways. Um, and I think that's very fulfilling for us here at Catholic Charities. Yeah. And so I know, you know, take us back a little bit, Tracy. I know that it was in, in the height of the pandemic, it was really quite brutal, right? Many, many relatives who had a loved one in the hospital with COVID, and then that person subsequently died. You know, they were lucky if they were included in by FaceTime as that person received last rites. I'm assuming that that, as you mentioned already a little bit, counseling is a very big part of the burial assistance program, isn't it? Absolutely. And so um, that was very uh, supportive during that time as well. Just having those counseling uh, resources available for clients in need um, really helped to kind of, you know, deal with that, that grieving process. And that's clients. the blessing of the Catholic Charities Network, right? That that once you, once you start talking to a family about burial assistance, you can help us uh, ascertain, you know, whether they could take advantage of other programs and services, including counseling. Am I right? That is correct. Yeah. So, so important. And, and you brought this up a little earlier, Tracy, about this study. You know, so uh, what I know about this is 
This Catholic Charities is working with Notre Dame's Wilson Sheena Laboratory for Economic Opportunity, also known as the LEO program. You know, talk to us about what's involved in this study. Mm-hmm. So since this is a new fund for us, we want to kind of evaluate the effectiveness of funeral and burial resources and how can we broaden our reach? How can we make sure that we're supporting um, the community in and exactly what they need in regards to funeral and burial, and also look at the trends at, um, you know, what are the um, different amounts that, you know, each funeral home and cemetery is charging clients and what will be best help suited for each individual, for clients. And so um, that's a part of the study, the, the Notre Dame study is to evaluate the effectiveness of uh, financial assistance for funeral and burial. <clears throat> I'm sorry, and the long-term effectiveness in that. And so what it's looking at is what impact did, does funeral and burial resources or not, or the lack of funeral and burial resources have on client, have on the community um, after the fact. And so, um, yeah. It, it's I, great I, to work with academicians on this type of a program. Right. No, it's fascinating. I'm just wondering, are you finding that the costs vary in neighborhoods and funeral homes across the city? And, and do you try to, you know, help different funeral homes who seem excessive, you know, realize that this is a, a family that's struggling and we, they'd appre- you know, you'd appreciate it if, if uh, they would adjust their pricing for this family? Like, how does that work? Because I'm sure, you know, like I said, I'm sure it's, there is a, a variation in, in costs. Yeah, I think with the data that we're receiving back from, <clears throat> excuse me, the Notre Dame um, study will help us to inform that information and give back to funeral homes um, and then support us on how much we can assist with moving forward. So, yes, that is also a part of the study. It's just getting um, more information as how we can best um, support. That makes sense. <laughs> It does. And and Tracy, as you look at the program in totality, what are the goals that you have that the program has um, for for moving forward and supporting families through these times? Yeah, I think um, basically through the with using the data that we're collecting from the study, the goal is to to analyze the effectiveness of funeral and burial resources and and see how we can best support our client our um, clients. Um, we're also looking to pull in additional resources, um, such as what are the community resources. I currently we also refer clients who are veterans to to the VA um, for funeral and burial resources. But what other programs are out there that we that we may be able to refer clients to in the absence of funds or if they're not eligible for funds or um yeah and I know, I know, Tracy, that your responsibilities extend far beyond burial assistance. You know, you're a senior program manager for Catholic Charities Hub Regional Operations. That's really an exciting new chapter for Catholic Charities. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's going and what are the goals for 2024? Yes, I am very excited about Charities Hub. So um, I think we all work together um, at Catholic Charities and our leadership team does an amazing job at um, looking up or taking advice from the ground up to build up our program. And so what was most um, needed, what we saw to be most needed um, in our agency is a universal point where clients can come to to seek to seek financial and 
um, supportive services in at one spot. And so um, essentially that's what the hub will create. It will create a, a place for clients to come who are seeking service in both um, Cook County and Lake Counties where they could get the resources they need to promote self-sufficiency as well as um, well-being. That's that's pretty great. And, and Tracy, give us give us your your critique of how is it going in that that hub operation. Are you finding that it's really enhancing uh, our service to clients? I really do. I truly do. Um, so oftentimes we see a gap, right, or returning clients, whereas um, they come into our system for one resource, and then you know weeks or months later we see them come again for our different services, and so um, coming to um, like creating a hub approach will kind of service that client to get them well on their way to to promote, you know, that well-being and self-sufficiency. That's beautiful. Well, and, and yeah. you you have so much experience at Catholic Charities and warmth um, and knowledge that I can't help but think that uh, you're just in a perfect position to be a leader with this transition to this centralized location where people can get all the services they need on an ongoing basis. I can't help but think you're a perfect person for that position, Tracy. Thank you. Absolutely. Tracy, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Uh, Tracy Blackburn with the Catholic Charities Burial Assistance Program. And, and, and best, best wishes for you in the continuation of this increasingly important program. We're going to take a break on the Voice of Charity. When we come back, we're going to pivot a little and talk to another guest about the Catholic Charities Junior Board. So stick with us. You're listening to the Voice of Charity. It will be a special night to remember on Friday, December 1st at Catholic Charities 2023 Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball at the Chicago Hilton. The Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball is one of the most elegant galas of the holiday season in Chicago, and proceeds provide critical funding for our programs and services into the new year. Gather your families, friends, and work colleagues for an extraordinary black tie event to celebrate the Christmas season. Enjoy an opening reception, gourmet meal, and live entertainment courtesy of the Ken Arlen Orchestra, all in support of Catholic Charities. Don't miss this special night for a great cause on Friday, December 1st. To purchase tickets and learn about sponsorships for the Spirit of St. Nicholas Ball, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun, and they get it. I see that light bulb go off, and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? 
It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I am Phil Zepeda with my co-host, Katie Breedeman. And we're turning the, the tides a little bit on this program. We've split topics, and we're going to talk now about Catholic Charities Junior Board and have invited the delightful, the effervescent, Brittany McGee to join us. Brittany is the Catholic Charities Senior Director of Mission Engagement, who's going to give us an update on the Junior Board. There she is. Good morning, Brittany. How are you doing this morning? Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Phil, and good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for the invitation to join. Absolutely. Um, so, so Brittany, just let's lay it out there. Give us an update on the Catholic Charities Junior Board and all the great things that are happening there. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. So, obviously, as we um, approach the beginning of the Advent season and the new year, many of us, particularly young professionals, um, in our community and city are seeking opportunities to enrich their lives, grow in their spirituality, um, and meet new friends and acquaintances. Uh, so I'm really excited to be here with everyone this morning um, and talk briefly about the Junior Board at Catholic Charities. Um, for those that don't know, the Junior Board at Catholic Charities has had a storied history of being the home for young professionals from ages 21 to 45 um, across the greater Chicago who are passionate about the mission of charity and seeking personal and spiritual growth. The junior board is comprised of young professionals from diverse backgrounds and professions, young men and women who are native Chicagoans, transplants to our great city, uh, or here studying or working for a short time. Um, and grounded in faith, our junior board um, allows young professionals to encounter and deepen their understanding of social justice, serve our, our vulnerable community neighbors, and enrich our society, all while making um, new friends and growing their network and engaging in new ideas of faith, mercy, and equity. So the Junior Board meets triannually. Um, so we gather three times a year as an all-member board um, and have socialization and provide updates on the vast work of Catholic charities across Cook and Lake counties. Much of the uh, work that we talk about on Voice of Charity each and every week. Um, and uh, we also have monthly volunteer service engagements. So these range from serving in our evening suppers program to taking over Santa's workshop um, as a part of our celebration of Christmas, Christmas giving campaign. So there are several opportunities for young professionals um, to be engaged on a monthly basis um, and directly serve um, and walk alongside um, our vulnerable and disenfranchised neighbors. We're uniquely able to provide our young professionals an opportunity to serve together, um, to have an opportunity to grow together in the understanding um, of faith in action um, and works of mercy, and also to see and experience 
um, inequity in our society and in our city. I know, Brittany, well, that... I was going to say, I, I know, Brittany, that they, uh, everybody in the junior board is is very committed to service and the mission of Catholic Charities, but they also have a lot of fun together, too. You know, there's many uh, there's many events that are just all about, you know, socialization and connecting like-minded uh, young professionals in the city of Chicago, right? Absolutely. So while many of our young professionals come to us um, because they are, you know, informed and, and really influenced by their Catholic faith, faith. We welcome all young professionals, folks who are spiritually curious, and folks who are really looking to grow that network and their friend group, right? So as you noted, Katie, so many of our events um, are networking mixers. We have um, monthly opportunities uh, for our young professionals to get together for a happy hour and enjoy, again, deep conversation um, while perhaps having a glass of wine or a beer. And we've had, you know, members of the junior board who really um, enriched their their friendships and and been able to maintain uh, those relationships for years and years. Can, so can we you know at a time where um, young folks um, are really searching and eager and hungry for community um, and for um, friendship and for community and companionship, uh, we're really glad that our junior board offers um, that space for folks to come together and get to know each other. Can you tell us um, what's coming up in in early twenty twenty four? Absolutely. So we are going to have our next triennial meeting um, in just a couple of short weeks in December. And then our next meeting will be in the very early spring. So we will have our all member meeting. Um, and again, this is anyone who's a part of the junior board uh, or who's interested in joining can come and learn more about the work of Catholic Charities. We are also continuing in the new year, um, the junior board's support for the Catholic Charities wide diaper depot. Um, Catholic Charities has for many, many years uh, been in service to moms um, and families experiencing vulnerability through providing new and clean diapers um, to help economically vulnerable families um, support their young babies. And so we're thrilled to have had our junior board um, be a strong participant and champion uh, of this initiative at Catholic Charities beginning this year. Uh, so far, our junior board has collected um, over 9,000 diapers um, for vulnerable moms um, and babies. And so we're really excited uh, to continue that momentum in the new year. Uh, we collect diapers through our Amazon storefront uh, for our junior board. And then we also have packing events uh, where members of our junior board come and sort the diapers into respective sizes and prepare them to be distributed uh, to moms and families. It's it's so great because with the junior board, you can dip in and dip out. The level of commitment is really up to you. So it's an, 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 an open invitation to anybody that really wants to get deeply involved or you want to get occasionally involved amongst a group of really mission-oriented, driven people. So uh, thank you so much for, for this background. Brittany, if people want to find out more information, how do they get that? Please, if you would like to join the junior board or come to an event or volunteer with us, please email juniorboard at catholiccharities.net. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, the junior board really is one of the greatest professional networks in Chicago, and you are doing a great job helping it expand even more. 
Absolutely. We look forward to having you back and talking more about this great program um, and everyone that's involved in it. And all of our listeners and everybody watching our live stream, we invite you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, I'm Phil Zapata with Katie Breedeman, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.